What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trump's mugshot is out. We also have the gun grabbers back. McConnell had a stroke. Oh my gosh, so much has happened. And I'm going to cover it all here on the Conservative Connection. The Conservative Connection. Come on, man. All right, guys, I, I had a really good um, response from the audience who listened to the Ukraine ep- the Ukraine episode. Just in, in full context, I'm very anti-war. People know that. I don't like war. I don't like being in situations where, you know, things are just out of the United States' control. And I'm very concerned that we could end up in a Vietnam 2.0 scenario, and I don't want that to happen. So I'm very anti-war, but I wanted to bring a guest on who was directly from Ukraine. I had a unique experience to do that. Sammy was also on. She was talking with us about health concerns and other things because she works in the medical field. And um, I also work in an area where I'm, I'm loosely connected to the medical field. So that was really cool to have that on. And I, again, people wrote in, you know, for the first time in a, in a long time, people wrote in and they were giving me all these positive responses. So they really liked the episode. So I appreciate that. A lot of you guys have been wondering uh, where I've been, what's been going on. So uh, I did take a little bit of a fall. I can't talk much about it, but I, I did suffer a concussion and uh, I was probably for two to three weeks straight. I was doing nothing but laying on the couch, uh, sleeping, you know, I couldn't work. And, uh, I, I, the most exciting part of the day was when I would get up to go take a shower. And then I was sleeping maybe 12 to 14 hours a day. Luckily there was no neurological damage. It, it was kind of a big fall, but I'm, I'm completely okay. And I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm back. I tried to record a few episodes, uh, but I went back way too soon, way too soon after the injury. And what ended up happening was I, I was slurring my words. I was stumbling over what I wanted to cover. I was disorganized. And, you know, I, I must have recorded four or five episodes in the in this time since the last one came out with uh, Will. And, 
you know, I just was not ready. I, I have to say, like, I, I was not ready to record again, and I was coming back way too fast. And uh, so, some other things happened, but I'm recovered. I'm doing well. And, you know, <laughs> I could not get into this news cycle. Like, you guys were asking me, like, what my opinions were on things, what's going on, what, what my opinions were on the news cycle. But I want to focus right now on the gun grabbing. Uh, gun grabbing... Uh, the the gun grabbing is back. The gun grabbers are back. And we've got everybody from the governor of New Mexico who just issued this unconstitutional ruling that for the next 30 days in Albuquerque and surrounding states, you will not be able to open carry or conceal carry at all. So she, the governor of New Mexico is about to take over this Second Amendment case, and she's restricting everybody from doing that. And I hate to say this, guys, but uh, the, the cops during the COVID, they the COVID mandates, they did not impress me at all. And I'm worried that they're going to be going from door to door, taking away everybody's firearms with giant smiles on their faces. And it's, I really think we need to start being a little bit more critical of the police officers. And then we've also got the scenario of COVID being back and, uh, you know, Dak to Fauci, you know, he's back. <laughs> he's up there. And uh, man, it, it was so funny to see that. And I, I just, I looked over at my family, like who brought this clown back on TV? Because we all know why he's back. We all know that the reason Dr. Fauci is back is because they're trying to lock the world down again. And one thing that they're really trying to stress before they lock the world down again is they're trying to grab everybody's guns. And I know there's there's so much going on. There's so many different candidates up on stage. Democrats, you finally got a good candidate. I, I, I never thought I'd see the day. You know, I you had Tulsi Gabbard, who was a decent candidate. Jim Webb, you know, you had him too. And every now and then you'll see a Democrat candidate, and they're not that bad. They're not that bad as a candidate. Jim Webb was not a terrible candidate. Tulsi Gabbard was not a bad candidate. Like, I would have been... Much prouder to call Tulsi Gabbard my president than somebody like Jeb Bush, you know. So I'm I'm a little more nuanced than some people will give me credit for. That does I'm not a Democrat. So like I'm not a Democrat. I'm just saying you guys finally have a an, an anti-establishment candidate running for your party, and that doesn't happen very often. This guy wants to abolish the FBI. He wants to abolish the CIA. He understands. He understands the problem that I've been trying to stress with the economy, with inflation, with BlackRock. And the one major thing that he's got against Donald Trump is the fact that he understands that Donald Trump screwed up with these COVID mandates. He screwed up with the lockdowns. And you know what? He screwed up on warp speed. And that's something that as individuals, we're going to have to call them out on. Now, this is this is going to be an interesting political cycle, to say the least, because this is the first time in political history that they've gone after a candidate this hard. I mean, we all saw the the mugshot come out of, of Donald Trump, and man, does it look cool. I don't think I've seen a mugshot come out like that looked that cool. Like there are some cool mugshots in history. Okay. Johnny Cash, pr pretty up there. That's a really cool one. I saw that in the Nashville, Tennessee Museum. I was blown away by how cool that looked. But this is the first time we've got a president, a former president, you know, with a mugshot in a Fulton County, Georgia prison. And, and he just owns it. Just owns it. Just completely owns it. And what was meant to embarrass him turned into a rallying cry because 
American people, we like the rebels. We don't like the authoritarians. We don't like the people who are locking everybody up. We don't like that. You know, we like the guy who stands up against the system and gives them the finger. And right now that man is Donald Trump. Now, this is, you know, they didn't even do this to Nixon. They didn't even do this to Richard Nixon. Never got a mugshot. No American president in history has ever gotten a mugshot. This is the first one. So he made presidential history. He made American history. And I've just seen the best um, the best shirts out of that. I'm, I'm going to try to see if we can get um, some shirts of our own. Like I don't want to give away any ideas that I have. But if I do uh, make shirts with a buddy of mine or uh, maybe even some sweaters, some Christmas sweaters, uh, you guys will be the first to know. We'll be advertising it on this platform, and man, I, I'm just I'm I'm itching. I'm so ready to uh, see if I can get that as a design. Don't want to give away any ideas, but I've seen some uh, some good ones. I saw one that had his mugshot and said "Wanted for President." That was pretty cool. But um, I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of people on the right, and what they're saying to me is that. Donald Trump has too much baggage. He has too much baggage. He's got too many legal claims. He's got too many things going on. And you know what? You guys have you have to understand when you're being played. And that is a liberal narrative that they are giving you because the truth is they're going to bog everybody down that they don't like with the same amount of tactics that they're doing to Donald Trump. They're going to do it to RFK Jr. They're going to say he has too much baggage because he sounds like a conspiracy theorist, even though every one of the studies he's ever written were right. They're going to do the same thing to Ron DeSantis if he gets in a position where they feel like he's threatening their power. They're going to do the same thing to Vivek Ramaswamy. And they're going to do the same thing to everybody. They're going to lock up everybody they don't like. They're already going after political commentators. I mean, we always saw Glenn Beck. He had his entire program removed from Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, uh, you know, I, I've met Glenn Beck. He's a great guy. He did not deserve that. He did not deserve to have that taken down. And um, he's a very humble guy. He's a very sweet guy. But I think if you guys are going to listen to somebody else when it comes to you know, preparing for the new world order and uh, different things that you guys can do to prepare. I think he's up there. I think Mark Moss is up there. And I I wanted to say something else too. You know, it's been this break since I was back. I have to say, you guys have really flattered me because um, not only were people praying for me during recovery, not only were people, uh, you know, just trying to check in, but they were always asking me when the next episode was going to come out. And I, I think I have one of the most loyal audiences on earth. So just to give you guys some due credit. I really do appreciate just how much you uh, you love this show and you love the guests. And like, trust me, I, I really do appreciate it. And I, I don't think I say that often enough, but I have one of the most loyal audiences in the world because you guys could go anywhere. You can, like, There's so many podcasts out here, but you stick over here and you check in with me and you listen to what I have to offer and you refer to your friends and you know, I, I've seen I've seen the, the episode downloads for for the the first episode that I've been back were pretty high, and I just wanted to say thank you. So, like, if you like this show, uh, give it a like, give it a subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, give us a listen because uh, I've I've been giving a lot of advice that I th- I think will genuinely help people. And I I cite a lot of studies. I do do a lot of hard work to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And I think everybody uh, here that works on the program and who's been a guest, they've 
brought their A game. They have, you know, sided so much. And I, I had the privilege of having those two ladies on who are very intelligent guests, who are very articulate and sweet. And you don't really appreciate that until you start looking at other podcasts like the Whatever podcast and you listen to them for about 20 minutes and you realize just how hard it is sometimes to get good guests. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been tuning in. But to to go back to this uh, to this gun situation, right? Because I've noticed that whenever they uh, whenever they try to lock down, they did this too in 2020. They went really hard for the guns in 2020 during the during the the riots um, uh, after George Floyd. They really really tried hard to grab everybody's guns, and they're doing it again. Not only is this lady in New Mexico, this the the governor trying to seize for the next 30 days everybody's firearms and take away their right to carry it at all. You've got Gavin Newsom, who I believe, by the way, I think they're going to run him as the next Democrat presidential candidate. But you have Gavin Newsom trying to propose the 28th Amendment of the United States Constitution to end America's gun violence crisis. So basically, the the goal of the 28th Amendment that Gavin Newsom wants is basically to just get rid of the Second Amendment. And he proposes things like, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to institute uh, universal background checks. We're going to ha- raise the firearm purchase to the age of 21, which, by the way, you can't, most states, you can't get a handgun until you're 21 anyway. We're going to institute a firearm purchase waiting period. That's a big one because back in the day, uh, you know, under George W. Bush, you could, you could go in and you could get a firearm pretty fast because the waiting period wasn't that long. But under Obama, what ended up happening was in, in like from twenty two from two thousand eight to twenty sixteen, they would say, "Oh, the the waiting period's just backed up. It's just backed up. It's just backed up." And some people would wait weeks, months to get their firearms, and they would say, "Well, it's the system." But back in George W. Bush's day, they just got it like that. So unless you want to say that the c- computers were slower in Obama's day than they were in George W. Bush's day, uh, we all know why they try to institute that. And then also he wants to ban the civilian purchase of assault weapons, which, by the way, the, the, the classification for assault weapons is, is just is just stupid. Oh, you've got um, a flash suppressor. Oh, well, that's an assault weapon. It's the same gun. Well, it's got a flash suppressor on it. Flash suppressor doesn't change how the gun operates, like other than like less of a flash. Yeah, but uh, it made the gun more deadly, so now it's an assault weapon. Stupid things like that. Stupid things like that. New, New New Mexico also just has a a really high crime rate, and it's right on the border. So uh, not a lot of people know this, but if you, if you actually pull up some statistics on the on the New Mexico border, and I've covered this too in, in debates for just like how crazy it is the 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 gun trafficking. So. If you look at the ICE statistics, uh, the number of weapons seized along the U.S. southwest border by our Department of Homeland Security increased 189 percent from 2010 to 2012 compared to the years of like 2006 to 2008. And evidence suggested that the flow of illegal guns through our southern border is increasing, and it's probably only going to increase now. Uh, Fast and Furious didn't help with that, and it's probably a topic for another day. But you know. The government was giving firearms to cartels under Fast and Furious. It is insane. And I, I think people know enough about Chicago to know that 
more gun laws does not solve your your crime problem. It it doesn't. We have more gun laws than than most states and you know for some people they were trying to get their first AR15 or first rifle. AR15 is the most popular handgun in the entire country, but there was a lawsuit. There was a lawsuit that happened recently uh, an assault weapons ban. And what ended up happening was we for a while we had a, a lawyer named Tom DeVore. If you're in Illinois and you, you want to be able to buy rifles, I would highly suggest that you get on his client list. I think it's like 150, 200 bucks might have gone up. And basically, as long as you're on this client list, you're allowed to you're allowed to purchase those firearms, which, you know, obviously, if you if you got a clean record, you got nothing to worry about. But you can purchase those firearms as long as you're on the client list. But in Illinois, we had a brief window where it went down and this judge said, you know what, this is not constitutional. You can't just go around banning like firearms willy-nilly of preventing people from getting rifles for home defense or target shooting or whatever you want to do with it. You you, you cannot do that. There's, there's nothing in the Constitution that allows you to do this. But then it went to the Illinois Supreme Court, and I think it was like they won by one vote. They won by one vote to basically reinstitute the ban. Tom DeVore only opens up his his case for clients like periodically too. So I miss that window too. I can't I can't purchase an AR-15 or most rifles in uh, the state of Illinois, and uh, it just really sucks. And I, they're they're cracking down hard on this. I would encourage you guys uh, over the fall if you can save up a little money to get whatever firearm you want. Sure, how much time we've got left before they before they decide to just go nuts. I mean, they're already going nuts. And uh, in fact, <laughs> to, to illustrate this point home, they, I, I always wondered why, like on TV, maybe you guys have noticed this, but liberal cities were always portrayed as this, this great area in comedies and television and, and movies. And uh, they, they've really, they, they had some landscape architecture and things that were beautiful, but they're slowly being ruined. They're slowly being ruined by Democrat officials and uh, it got me thinking, like, what would happen if we took one of those shows and we put it in the modern day? We, we, we applied it to what it's like living in those areas now. So now, uh, to, to give you guys uh, an idea and hit it home a little bit, we have an example. We have an episode of Friends if it took place in a modern day liberal city. Jackson hit it. Ouch. Anyway, <laughs> that's what's going on. And to show you guys just how how stupid this is, I'm going to come back with um, some statistics in just a little bit to further drive my point home that this this is not going to help. We've already seen this on the, the Mexican border just You've got all these cartels on the loose. They've got all these firearms. They're endangering the population. And when we started securing the border in places like uh, Tucson and different areas of Arizona, we noticed that there was an instant crime drop. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That hadn't happened in decades. And all you're doing when you institute gun control laws are you're taking the average law-abiding citizen, you're taking away his firearms, and you're allowing criminals to get it because criminals don't care about the law. But I think we're off to a good start. Anyway, coming up on a commercial break now, but I'm going to give you guys a statistic to put in your back pocket when we get back. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this because this is really important. And this goes to show you why not only does gun control not work, but if you arm a legal law abiding citizen who is a patriotic American that wants to defend their family, that wants to defend their home, that wants to defend their friends and is a good law abiding citizen, it's the best defense against gun violence we have. Anyway, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. So I want to get back to the the cry for a universal background check system. Why why am I so against this? Why does this bother me so much? Why does it bother so many conservatives so much? Because not a lot of people might understand, well, what's the problem with a background check? And I feel like I need to explain something. So the universal background checks, they're, they're not just simply a background check. You you have a background check. Everybody that gets a firearm has to go through a a background check. They already do that. What a universal background check system is, is it's so that you have to do a background check on any transfer to anyone who gets your firearm. So that could be you giving your firearm to your mother, your dad, your brother, your sister, cousin. And the government could say, well, if you want to do that now, then you need a license to do that. And they want to be able to show up at your house if, if you're somebody like a pro-life advocate, they will now have a record of everybody who has a gun and you will not be able to say that you gave it away or you transferred it or you lost it. Everyone is going to be on a list. And, you know, I, I hate when everybody's on a government list. You know, we, we've already got every government listening to us with the with the Snowden revelations and everything else that we know about it. But everybody will be a federal firearms dealer and then they are going to shut everyone who does that down by pulling their licenses, and they're already doing this. They're going to weaponize the ATF against the firearms industry, and now they're going to to take every single clerical, clerical error, right? Any any dotted I's or missed cross T's, and they will open up closed investigations and start revoking licenses of people who maybe misplaced a decimal point or they're, they're pressuring people to voluntarily give up their licenses. Everyone is going to be forced to have a written record, so you can't say, oh, I lost my firearm in a boating trip or a lake trip or whatever. Your firearm is lost and or, or you try to tell them that they're lost. You can't do that because you have to file a police report now if you have a missing firearm because any transfer of a firearm 
is, is going to land you in hot water. So if you file a police report and they raid your house and they find this gun that you say you lost, you're going to be charged with filing a false police report. So you're going to be disarmed and you're going to be put on a waiting list. Illinois has already instituted, you know, assault weapons bans uh, with, with this buzz term. Like, like again, I said, it, it, it's meaningless. You know, any, anything with a pistol grip or a detachable magazine uh, or a foregrip, a, a Ruger Mini 14 with no pistol grip, but a flash uh, suppressor is an assault weapon because it's deadlier. It, it, they're stupid rules. They're stupid laws. But they completely take out of the equation, you know, how many lives are saved by firearms. And this was the statistic that I wanted to bring to your guys' knowledge. So we often talk about the problem that we have with school shootings in the United States. It's a huge problem. The whole rest of the world sees it as a huge problem, and I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a huge problem. But how do, we, how do we solve this problem? And in many liberal states, the answer has been, well, we'll, we'll just ban guns. And it doesn't work. I mean, the Las Vegas shooter who followed every single firearms law and every everything to the T had no criminal record, you know, slipped through the system. And there was nothing we could do about it. But but looking at um, these school shootings, there is something we can do about it. So if we look at the state of Ohio, Ohio went in really big with the armed school teacher program. And you're not going to hear this almost anywhere else. Mainstream media is not going to report this statistic. Nobody else is, is going to report this. Since the armed school teacher program was instituted in a big way in the state of Ohio, there have been zero successful attacks on schools or school children in Ohio. None. There have been none. They are non-existent since this program's beginning. Why? Because they publicized that Ohio's school staff consisted of people who were armed, who were qualified to the same standards as the Ohio State Police, and they said, if you break into our schools where our kids are, these armed staff will stop you before you can harm them. And there was a headline story of this superintendent who said, we are armed. If you come to this school to harm our kids... We will kill you. And to this day, as I'm recording this, there have been zero incidents of any school children being harmed in the state of Ohio. None. Try to look up any school shooting in Ohio uh, under, the, under, under the past uh, couple years since this was instituted. You can't find one. The only one I found was a memorial. And it was, it was a pictures and they say 2023, but... They're referencing a shooting that happened in 2012. What if we instituted that program across the country? What would that look like? This has been unprecedented, the amount of success this program has. And yet you will not hear about it on any news station. You will not hear about it on CNN, on MSNBC. They won't even report this on Fox News. This is, this is something you're purely going to hear from this program, or maybe you'll hear it from a USCCA affiliate, but you're not going to hear it anywhere else. If we really care about the kids being harmed in, in these scenarios, you got to look at what works. And so far, I can't, I can't see a single argument against why we shouldn't be implementing 
this program across the country, if we have zero incidents in, in years' time to monitor the situation, let's let's do it. Why don't we have this success across our country? And even conservatives mocked this program when it first came out. They were saying it would never work. They were saying that it was crazy. We don't want these teachers to, to be qualified. I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't want this to, to be tried, at least to have some sort of reference point. But now we do. And what we can see from this reference point is that it works. I'd be very eager to see some sort of presidential candidate bring this up, somebody, and um, you're just not hearing it. You're just not hearing it from anywhere else. So if if anybody ever says that it's a ridiculous idea to arm school teachers or to have an armed school teacher program, reference this. You can use it as a statistic point because nobody knows this. And if you have this in your back pocket, you can tell somebody this. They have nothing to say because it worked. We have solutions to these problems. We just have to look deep enough to find them. And America is a resilient country. And I think that there's a lot of problems that just have very simple solutions. That if we, if we actually tried to solve the problem, because the problem with American politics is you have this behemoth of ever-growing government, and it's just constantly expanding, expanding, expanding. And what, what they want to do is they don't want to actually solve the problem. They don't actually care about the safety of your kids. They want a managing position to open up as another branch of government. And then in order to justify that branch, they have to keep the problem open and continuous to say that they're consistently managing it. Yeah, you know, I, I remember when Donald Trump first instituted. I remember when he first instituted uh, the rule that for every federal regulation we're going to cut one, for every new one we create we're going to cut one, and that was genius because there were so many that every time you created a new, because they, they just couldn't help themselves, they had to create new federal regulations. They were cutting four or five, and we thought it was crazy that we like shut down the climate change accords and people still think I'm crazy when I say that we need to shut down the FBI and CIA because in their minds, they're so used to an ever expanding government that the idea of shutting any branch of the government down is absolutely insane. But the idea of adding 10, 15 new branches with these three letter organizations that are slowly taking over every check and balance in the system is not insane. Why? Because that's what you're used to. You know, uh, years ago when I first predicted that this uh, this pandemic, this shutdown, was not going to end in 15 days, I remember the very first uh, the very first day where I get sent home from work, and I was telling people, um, "This is not going to be this is not going to be a, a, a just a 15 day thing." Why? Because I was looking at the bigger picture. And when I looked at the bigger picture, I was able to realize that it was not a county thing. It was not a governor thing. It was not a state thing. They shut the world down. They shut the world down. So, of course, it's not going to take 15 days to open things up. Of course, you're not going to get every single nation and every single people are like, how did you know that? Because they're not going to get every single nation on earth to agree on something in the next 15 days. And... I think that's what we need to start doing. We start need to start looking at the bigger picture. <sighs> Interesting times definitely await us. It's a fun ride, isn't it? 
that's it's fun to be on the roller coaster. Of course, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but we're we're gonna have to learn to take the country back because uh, guys, it's gonna get really crazy if if we have another four years of this mess. It's gonna get insane. And you guys are going to have to deal with the fallout. You know, some people have been talking about who I think is like a, a good backup candidate after Donald Trump. And I'll just give you the brief synopsis. I'll, I'll go over this probably later. But um, people I like, I, I like Donald Trump. He's my number one pick for the Republicans. Obviously, RFK Jr. for the Democrats. And, you know, we've had guests like Josh, um, who's one of my most popular guests who really loved RFK Jr.'s work. We've been citing him for years. And I, I think if you're a parent, you need to go look at the studies. I didn't want to say anything uh, last episode because I didn't want to get um, Sammy in trouble. But when when I was talking about, you know, one of the things that I, I do think has uh, caused autism and, and certain other things, I, I do believe that we've got an un- unnecessary amount of shots in America that no other country has. And people can criticize me all they want about that until I start going down the list. And I'm like, okay, you had the anthrax shot that affected our military. We got Gardasil. We've got the COVID shot. You know, right before we lifted all these mandates, we had the Comirnaty shots. We had all these different boosters. We had an unprecedented amount of of, of shots that I believe are just negatively affecting people's, people's uh, systems. And now we actually have a WHO study that says that the COVID shot causes MS or it can cause MS. And that's not some, that's not Alex Jones saying that, guys. That's the World Health Organization. You can look this up for yourselves. World Health Organization says that COVID shots can lead to multiple sclerosis MS. And then you have people like Megyn Kelly, who unfortunately, you know, she got the shot. And she's telling people that she went to the, top autoimmune expert in her entire state and asked her, does this have anything to do with me getting the shot? Cause I've never had an autoimmune disease. And her doctor said, absolutely. I love Megan Kelly. I'm really sad that happened to her. I know a lot of people, a lot of my loved ones who unfortunately, you know, when I was ta- telling them that, you know, these animal trials and these things were not tested on people, they just they did not listen to me. They skipped animal trials and went straight to human trials. And the way they did this was they said that, well, on the same day we started giving human trials, we started giving animal trials. Therefore, we did animal trials. No, that's not an animal trial. You skipped animal trials. You skipped animal trials to get that this experimental medication out to a populace and then brainwashed them into believing that they were going to kill their grandmas if they didn't take it. And it's time for people to be a little more astute. It's it's time for people to start actually looking at the facts, at the data. We had Dr. Fauci come out. Oh, that was the funniest thing where, first of all, who brought this clown back on my TV? Who who, who gave him permission to come out of his groundhog hole and tell me there's going to be 15 more weeks of COVID? I I just, I can't stand this guy. So we know he's, we're, he, they're trying to institute another lockdown, but it was on CNN and you know, Fauci comes out. Hey, everybody! I'm Doctor Fauci, and here I'm. T- <laughs> I'm here to tell you that you need to get vaccinated again, and that you need to take the booster, and you need. And and the guy's like, "Well, hang on. We just had this Cochrane study come out, and the Cochrane study did a comprehensive study from all these epidemiologists, including 
an epi- epidemiologist named Tom Jefferson out of Oxford, and he was telling a reporter named Marianne DeMasi, and, and this is in a New York Times article, you can look it up, that n- these masks do nothing. The N95 mask, everything, they do nothing to prevent the infection or the spread of diseases. They don't. And this is a very comprehensive study. And I trust all these epidemiologists and these expert studies over anything that Dr. Fauci says, who's gone back and forth on them. Oh, you need to wear three masks. Oh, just shut up. Shut up. And I I loved seeing uh, the guy on CNN be like, well, what do you have to say to that? And he's like, what do you have to say to the answer to these studies? And, you know, Fauci comes out, well, that's not what my studies say, Kurt. My studies say that you need four masks on your face. Like, guys, please, please do your research. Do your own research on this topic. Please stop letting people try to take away your freedoms and, and lock you down. I, I have sympathy for the people who fell for it the first time, but this is ridiculous. This is absolute garbage. Nobody cares about what the CDC says. Nobody cares about what the WHO at this point says we need done. And if you got those shots, if you didn't listen to me, I have the utmost sympathy for you. But if if you get them again after all this, like my sympathy is is gone. You're 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 harming yourself on on purpose. <laughs> And I don't know what I need to do to get the message across. You need to be able to listen. You need to be able to think for yourself to be discerning. Stop believing everything you hear. By the way, I I just got to say, like, of the candidates that are being promoted right now, Nikki Haley is one. And uh, I can't stand Nikki Haley. I'm sorry. Like, for for those of people who think that Nikki Haley is this pro-life, great, you know, conservative American, on the debate stage, she was basically apologizing for the fact that we overturned Roe versus Wade. This is something that we've been trying to do for like three or four decades. Like our our plan never changed there. We always had the same plan. It, w- it wasn't something that was radical and it didn't need to be apologized for. But also too, when she's being interviewed and she's accurately assessing the, the state of social security and how it's going to run out. And then she's telling people, well, I just think that the age of 65 is way too low to receive Social Security. It's like, oh, that's great. This genius plan of this person is to, well, we're running out of Social Security, so I know what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to wait until a year before they die, and then they get Social Security. That'll solve the problem. That you know, Now we have Social Security for everybody. We'll get it to them when they're like 73. Everything you guys know about um, saving up for retirement is ridiculous. I, I mean, you, you can't save up for retirement in this in this economy. You just can't do it. I, I don't know what anybody's telling you guys, but you're obviously not going to have a 55K a year job and save 10% of every one of those paychecks and then have enough to you know retire at like 65. That's not going to happen. You guys are going to have to get creative. You're going to have to invest. You're going to have to look at disruptive companies and things that are going to exponentially go up over time and you're going to have to be smart with your money and you're going to have to invest it you know are you you're never going to reach retirement that social security don't count on it you'll be lucky in the next 5 to 10 years if you get it if you're an older individual uh, you know i i would encourage people to get it grab it now while it's available cuz people my age and in their 20s we are not going to have that you got to build your own future in this world and you got to be prepared for the inflationary world. I mean, two years ago, a house was, what, $215,000. Now, the average house is $420,000. 
the dollar's just being inflated away. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to get some creative solutions here. If we don't, uh, it's going to be a rough world. It's going to be a rough world, but we always say that, um, this election is the most important election of our lifetimes. This one genuinely is, gen, genuinely is. But the problem that we have is people say, oh, you say that every election cycle. Yeah, because the stakes keep getting higher. And I think everybody's seen that over the past four years, that the stakes are incredibly high. They're incredibly high for what we're dealing with. And guys, I, I don't know if we can take another four years of this. The economy's collapsed. Gas and eggs and regular everyday things are getting unaffordable. Men are now leaving the U.S. not only to, for for dating partners, but they're looking to buy homes in other countries because they know they can't afford one here. And you guys really need to make sure that you don't let these people boss you around and ruin your future. We have this cushy, as RFK Jr. said, we have this cushy, you know, soft socialism for the leftists and then the elite. And then we have this hardcore capitalism, crazy, we're going to take you out in five seconds mindset for the working class. And it's time to put somebody in the White House who not only can just have a coherent sentence, but who can actually turn the tide of the economy. You know, so famous economist says, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back on on here, and I'm very happy and glad that uh, you guys have been pushing me so much to release a new episode. But uh, with that, that is our time. Thank you for joining us on The Conservative Connection. Stay tuned for our next episode, and as always, stay connected. Conservative Connection. Come on, man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.